Hi, Jill. Hi, Steve. We have with us again, and we know he's very busy, and he's going to go back to his desk here at KP Wood. But we want to ask him very briefly to describe the nature of his work now, the different projects that he's involved in, what things there are on the environment, uh, you know, on the horizon, rather, things that he has ahead of him. Tell us a little bit about your work. Actually, my work is very interesting right now because what I'm, I've been spending most of my time on the last few years is working with our lumber suppliers in Sweden to develop products for Japan and then working along with our staff in, in Tokyo, Japan to sell those products to Japan. So I get a chance to work on the supply side and the sales side. Uh, so it's quite interesting. And in the more recent uh, last six months or so, I've been involved in our software division also where we have developed software for uh, companies like ourselves that are trading lumber and also for sawmills uh, in their production and sales of lumber. And uh, that business is quite interesting because it's new and and any new project is fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, how how do you find it different than the wood industry, the software industry? Is it a different you know, is it a different sales pitch? Is it a, who do you, how do you communicate with your clients or cust- potential customers? Well, the, actually the, the potential customers are people that we've been dealing with for years, or at least the type of people, people in the sawmill industry. So I think we know how to relate to them quite well and we know what their needs are. Um, but it is a different product. Uh, lumber and software is quite a different product. So I've had to learn a lot about software, and I still have to learn a lot more about software, uh, not programming, but software use in order to sell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also until now, most of my sales have been selling lumber to Japanese customers in Japan, where now I'm selling software to Swedish customers in Sweden. And, uh, of course, the cultures are totally different. But that's interesting, too. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, what is the difference in in cultures? What's the main difference you notice between dealing with Japanese customers and Swedish customers? Actually, uh, of course, they don't look alike. But other than that, I I find a lot of similarities, surprisingly enough. Both uh, Swedish people and Japanese people are generally very punctual, uh, quite formal in their business, and then they like to have fun after business hours which is the way I conduct myself. And when I'm doing business, I'm quite formal. And then when after business with customers or suppliers, we like to have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also both Japanese and Swedish are quite uh, serious when they're working. Uh, I guess I mentioned that before, but detail-oriented, serious, punctual, neat, and formal. Mm-hmm. So actually, there, there, are, there are a lot of similarities between the two. And as we know from a previous podcast, you spent years living in China... Japan, and I think you may have some plans to to spend some time in Sweden. Yes, uh, I don't think they want me back in Japan again. <laughs> no, just joking. Uh, so I actually now I'm planning to move with my wife and children to Sweden for a few years. KP Wood has had an office in Sweden for for a while, but uh, I'm going over there to work in that office. And uh, I'll be involved in both the lumber side of the business and the software side of the business. So that should be exciting. Mm-hmm. And and do you have plans to learn Swedish now that you're moving there? Yes, actually, uh, I'm using Link right now. I've, I've only been on it for a short amount of time. 
but I'm progressing quite well. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of Swedish radio when I'm driving in my car in Sweden. I also have my iPod, which I listen to my Swedish tapes and uh, review it on Link. And uh, surprisingly enough, in just a few short months, I can follow a lot of Swedish conversations now. Um, and uh, the uh, the interesting thing, of course, you, you talked about the comparison between Swedish people and Japanese people. Uh, one thing I find interesting is Sweden is kind of a peninsula. It's not exactly a peninsula because Norway sits on top of them, but it's the Scandinavian peninsula. They're kind of separated from continental Europe. And, of course, Japan is a group of islands. So I also find that the Swedish society is a little insular, like the the Japanese are a little bit insular. They're, they're both very international, very internationally minded, but they're also both societies I find quite close-knit. Do you find that? Yes, I do. I mean, they're quite homogeneous. Uh, only recently, Sweden has had more immigration, and now 15% of their population are immigrants, but those are mostly in the larger cities. Uh, so they are quite insular, but uh, lucky for me that... Uh, everywhere I go when I speak English, if I go into a restaurant or somewhere, a gas station, and I speak English, they always ask me where I'm from. And when I answer Canada, they're quite friendly. So I've had, I've had only good experiences in Sweden, as I did in Japan, too. I guess we can, and one of the major differences, though, would be that uh, in Sweden, just about everybody speaks English, which is not necessarily the case in Japan. That's right. Actually, uh, in Tokyo, a lot of people do speak a limited English, uh, where you can have simple conversations but not detailed conversations. In the countryside of Japan, it's, it's very hard to find someone to speak English, which is one of the reasons I left Tokyo after two years and moved to the countryside to force myself to learn Japanese. Where in Sweden, uh, a lot of the Swedish people speak better English than I do. <laughs> and where did you move to in Japan, just uh, before we finish here? I moved to the island of Shikoku, uh, to a city called Matsuyama, which is a very, very small city in Japanese standards. It's only 450,000 people. Uh, I guess that would be the second largest city in Sweden. Uh, yeah, it could be. I don't know how big uh, Yotaboy is. but Okay, well, listen, thank you very much for uh, dropping by. This has been very interesting. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having me.